Um, oh, sorry, Jay, can I just ask, with that last intro, did I mention that the first intro, I mentioned that I was a photographer and project lead, so but the I second... So I cut and pasted them together? Oh, so I'll do the same. Look at you. Bloody magic. Okay. Yeah. We all ready? All right. Hello, I'm Kendra Stone, and today I'll be chatting with Jackie Barkley. So I'm a photographer and project lead for Creative Bay of Plenty, and I've been running these podcasts um, alongside an awesome team. So you can learn more about Jackie by visiting her profile on our creative directory at creativebop.org.nz. And today we are actually recording in her amazing space in Toriko. It's called Back Studio. It's an awesome industrial space full of her artwork, uh, which I'm looking at right now. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. And we do have a little bit of background noise, which is A-OK. Um, so let's get into it. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for letting us use your space. Hi, Kendra. It's lovely to have you here. And thanks for choosing the space. Yeah, absolutely. So how about we start this podcast by you telling me a little bit more about yourself and letting us know what you do, what your work is all about. I'm a visual artist and um, this is where I am, the resident artist, back studio. This is where I come to work every day. I, it's, it's a place where I can work on large scale works. Um, so it's a very happy place for me. I come here and I turn the music up and I paint and play with paint. Um, but this studio was actually started for, um, not just for me, it was started for artists supporting artists and collaboration um, and just a, a, a collaborative um, creative energy is really what we try to create here. Yeah, beautiful. That's awesome. So what's an average day in your life look like here and sort of outside your work as well? It's... Um, I, I, I suppose I could say it's probably most artists' dream. It really, I come to work late. <laughs> How late? What's your starting time? I start at 11, nice. but that's because I like to exercise first and I like to just get all my dots in a row. And um, then I come to work and I make a nice coffee and I crank up the music. Sometimes I think the industrial workers around here worry what's going on in here because... <laughs> sure, they're jealous. It, it must like be a, a party. Sometimes it's like a disco, yeah. you know, sort of because that's, that's how I paint. It just makes me feel more creative for some reason. And I literally... Some days I paint for nine hours a day. Wow. Other days I'm, you know, here for a shorter time. So, so it's, 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 a, it's a PlayStation where it's starting to grow and we get a lot of visitors. I do workshops here which are uh, proven to be more successful than I ever anticipated. So it, it's, it's just a great space for people to be inspired and come here and you know, share knowledge, share art ideas. It's what I always wanted. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I do say to my husband though sometimes that it happened 10 <coughs> years too late. Ah, well, better late than never, as they yeah. say, hey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really cool as a creative myself, having the knowledge of a space that people can come together. It's like, because we work in a co-working space with another one of my jobs, so it's like a creative co-working space in a way here, right? So you sort it of bring is. your ideas and yourself and... And, you know, more heads are better than one. I, we were having a meeting yesterday because we're part of the Garden and Arts Festival as an art studio tour. And uh, we, we came up with some incredible ideas, stuff that I wouldn't think of on my own. Yeah. It's because, uh, you know, three heads were better than one. So, yeah. 
that's where the magic is for me, is it's always, if, you be on, if you're on your own, you don't take risks as much in the creative world. You don't uh, learn how to do things differently to what you've always done. Uh, so, yeah, I'm finding that this is a really good space to share and, um, and enjoy. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like you're very happy, and that's yeah. really important with your work and your art. You never want it to be a chore. You know, some no. days it can be quite tedious, but overall you've got to enjoy what you do. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. yeah. But before, before this, what did you do, like, looking way back, what were some of your first jobs, like, even in your adolescence? Um, my first job, which I absolutely loved um, and did it for 37 years, was hairdressing. I started hairdressing when I was 16. It was the most amazing career. Um, I didn't give it up because I I didn't enjoy it. I gave it up just because I wanted to immerse myself in art. So I was was really young, 16, and started my apprenticeship, which in those days was a five-year apprenticeship. Um, But I was fortunate enough to have some incredible bosses that actually sent me to London, and I trained with Vidal Sassoon because they saw that there was some creative scope in my abilities and they for me that was the most incredible experience that an 18 year old could have so I was in London training with the household leader of hairdressing um, and then went back to Zimbabwe which is where um, I grew up and continued to work there for many many years I used to do a lot of competition work uh, I, I never was just a hairdresser I used to get upset when people said, oh, you're a hairdresser. I mean, I was a hairstylist or a hair designer. But I used to do a lot of competition work until they started telling me my hairstyles couldn't be higher than six inches. Because I used to do, you know, atom. When the models stood up, they would fall down because their hair was way beyond. So it was really um, amazing. So it was the most amazing career. I have traveled the world using that. Um, and it was just until I decided I wanted to immerse myself in art mm. that I decided to go to Tahoe Homai. Mm-hmm. I looked at a whole lot of options and um, I didn't want to do correspondence. I wanted to immerse myself and because that was, it was acclaimed as a creative industry course, I would never have gone to anything that was for fine art because I consider myself a maker, more of a creative industry person. I don't just do art for the walls. I do um, textile art. I I, I make things. Mm. I enjoy making things. My big move is to paint on canvases. But uh, for me, that was the right course at the right time. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can really sort of... Um, hear what you're saying in terms of the art artistry side of hairdressing I think it is an art form in itself I mean you can be as creative as you want to be and it's a a blank canvas such as with makeup right and fashion design and um, all of that sort of thing but was there sort of like a pivotal moment where you woke up one day and thought hey I'm going to shift my my art skills into this new sort of space or was it a gradual sort of transition I'd always done I'd always find myself at art classes while I was hairdressing um, so I'd been painting for 20 years, but there was, there was a few moments that I thought, um, you know, the time is right. But uh, I, I then had to, I had a business, my own salon. 
I had to make sure that everything was paid off there and that I was free to make the move. So the decision took me five years um, until this course came up and it was, it was new. It was I'd only been going for six months. So um, that's when I decided, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm giving up hairdressing. And I really didn't believe that I could manage that. Hmm. Why, thought, why was that? Well, because it's, it's such a part of my life. I never gave up when I had kids. I was back at work a week later. It's always been, my scissors were an extension to my fingers. Yeah. And you say like interior designing and, and uh, you know, sort of uh, fashion designing, but I did treat hair as a fabric, which mm. gave me a point of difference. But I was also getting older and it's quite a physical job. Mm. And I decided the time was right just to immerse myself. Yeah, so you said 37 years in hairstyling, hair design. Yeah. That's a long time. It's a long time, yeah. but it was great. The best yeah. career I could have ever had. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. That's really cool. So yeah, a little bit more about um, this amazing space that we're in, back studio. Um, so it's a mix of yeah, ex exhibition space, studio, workshop and gathering. Um, yeah, like a gathering place for lots of creatives and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things aside from the workshops that are happening here or what do you have planned for the rest of the year or even moving into 2023 if you can share with us? We have, we've kind of found our feet now, so we're not in a rush to find anything um, because people are starting to find us. But we do have events here and we've had uh, schools use the, the space for their events for their um, arts and drama oh, school amazing. where they've actually wanted the, the pupils to be in a, in a creative environment which has really changed their philosophy about their art. So, and, and it was NCA approved, so we've, we rent the place out for an evening for that sort of thing. We also have photographers here, because the lighting is so amazing. Yeah, so yeah. we do have um, area where photographers can use the space. We've also had somebody wanting to use it for filming. Um, we, we have a jeweler upstairs, which um, you, so it's really, uh, it's an open space with a unique situation. We could have fashion designers here, they could put a catwalk up mm. and connect their clothing to the art yeah. and vice versa. It, it's, it's because of its size and its scale, it lends something different for the viewer and for the artists, yeah. a space to come and get something a little more contemporary yeah. um, with a point of difference. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And I had no idea of any creative spaces like this before I photographed you here over a year ago. And I've been meaning to come and use the, the little photography corner for some cool projects. And it's, well, you're welcome yeah. anytime. Thank you. No, that'd be awesome. Um, so, yeah, is, has there any been anyone else that's been quite pivotal in the creation? I know you mentioned your husband had been a really great support when you sort of started this space. And oh, yeah. it's I, In fact, without him, this probably wouldn't have, have happened. Um, uh, so he believes in me, he believes in my creation, he believes in my mind, and um, he's just been 100% supportive. Yeah. Originally, when I decided I needed to find a space bigger than my what used to be my hairdressing salon from home, um, I, I woke up one Sunday and said, we're going to find a warehouse that I can <laughs> exhibit in. And he said, well, if we're going to do that, let's make it worthwhile. 
So, like um, <laughs> so, so that's that's how this came about. And Amazing. then I thought, well, you know, it's not just for me; it's big enough to share. So, yeah, beautiful. So, I like yeah. how you said he believes in your mind. Yeah, I think he that's does. one of the it's coolest things I've ever heard, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that's yeah, beautiful. That's, that's He's what a really you want good in man. a in a husband, partner, friend, yeah. anyone. Yeah, yeah. you got to have those sort of key support people on a creative journey because it's not always easy, especially turning it into sort of a you know financial income sort of yes you know job as well. Yeah. Um, but good on you. Yeah, yeah you've created you. something really beautiful. Thank you. I love it. And touching on um, sort of your journey to New Zealand, you're originally from Zimbabwe. Yeah. Yes, I was born in Zambia, bred in Zimbabwe then went to Cape Town and then moved to New Zealand. We've been in New Zealand for uh, 28 years now. Wow. Tashi was my second year, uh, second child was only three weeks old. Oh, wow. When we got here. Yeah. Have yeah. you taken her back? back uh, we have been back to Cape Town a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but we haven't done much travelling just recently. Yeah. 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 Hopefully the world will sort of go back to some yeah. sense of normal and people yeah. can go see their families and whatnot. But I'm yeah. sure it's, it's, we're moving towards that. Yeah, That's absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of where we are right now in the beautiful Bay of Plenty, do you have like a really, um, like a favourite spot that you would go to and I do yourself. actually, and whose isn't it the most favourite spot is the Mount, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it is... <laughs> the most incredible beach uh, we've done a fair amount of traveling and the mount beach is still one of the most beautiful uncluttered beaches that there is hmm. so and 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 the mount you know walking up and down the mountain around the mountain it's 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 um i would love to live close to that area um but uh yeah that's that's probably one of my happy places yeah, yeah. it is really special hey i think yeah. You know, you go overseas because the grass is always greener sometimes and you think, well, where do you find such a, yeah, uncluttered, as you said, yeah. beach? And you sort of see something new in it every time you go. Yeah, not, and the not moods take it for change granted. and every mood is amazing. Yeah, the sunsets. Yeah. And, yeah, it's pretty it's special. Wonderful. So if you went away from the Bay of Plenty for a period of time, would that be the first place you went to? Walk up around the mount or is there anywhere else in Bay of Plenty? My home. Yeah. My home is so important to me. I'm yeah. very much a homebody. Um, my home and my family are probably the first, the first places I would go to, um, and then the mount later. Yeah. But yeah, my home is um, our home is, is our sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. We've been in the same house for, eighteen years now, I think, and uh, we just, we just are so happy there. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want. Your environment's the most important thing, I think. Yeah, having I think that home base to, to you know, just that nurture comfort. yourself and exactly yeah. to nurture yourself, and uh, just to be with people who have your back all the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, is there anything that you think is missing from the Bay of Plenty? Is there anything that you would like to see here? Oh, I think a, an energized city is really missing from uh, the Bay of Plenty. I, yeah, I. I'm sad for that. I'm hoping that with the university that has been built in the city, that with a lot of young people, that the energy will come back. Yeah. But um, it's, it's lacking in energy, and it's um, it's lacking in creative energy too. It's 
probably also part of the reason why we opened this. There's a lot of creative spaces out there and each are doing their own thing and I completely understand that. But I find that sometimes it's a little close, mm. close-knitted and I, I, I'm trying to spread out the arms and saying let's grow together, you know, let's not grow behind closed doors. And mm. So I think a lot of creative energy yeah is missing yeah. yeah i'd agree i think it's hard to put your finger on exactly what is missing from tauranga you know you've got downtown mount it's always bustling regardless of the season but yeah devonport road and whatnot and it's sort of a bit of a ghost town it is say. quite sad you know yeah. if you had visitors you'd say well what should we do well yeah i've so seldom going to town these days yeah but it's you know it's it's quite sad yeah i think the strand is still surviving yeah. with the restaurants but um, yeah I'm hoping it'll change. I hope so and I think with the the work that we do through Creative Bay Plenty and collaboration with like yourself and other artists I think that's so cool to just get the word out there especially with these podcasts and just do our bit and trying to really bring the people out of the woodwork. I have to say you guys do a marvellous job really I, you know with when I first opened this up I, I don't think I would be where I am if it wasn't for the support that I got from Creative Bay Plenty. That's good to hear. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's what we want. We want to be supportive and we appreciate everyone who sort of supports us in reciprocation because it's a two-way street, isn't it? It really. is. Really, we've got to help each other build it is. build that creative energy, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now let's skip on to talking about um, some stories that you heard, uh, whether it was when you were a child or an adolescent, um, about the world, about how you maybe found your place in the world yeah, that's an interesting question for me um, because uh, I grew up in really turbulent times in Zimbabwe. There, there was a war on, and you know things were um, not easy. Mm. You know, I worked in a hairdressing salon that was blown up two hours after I walked out. Oh my god! Um, we used to go wherever we went on holiday. We went on convoy. So, so living in a, a sort of a storytelling place. Um, both my parents weren't brought up there, so it wasn't like ancestral, sort of this is where we grew up, this is part of, you know, what we are. They were both immigrants, and we really just um, day-to-day survival for until I was 22. Mm. And then I went um, to live in Cape Town. Wow. uh, Which was the most amazing city. I, I still feel that it's the most creative city I've ever lived in. Really? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. It's the creation just with the locals on the street, you know, they they're incredibly creative. They make gorgeous baskets out of electric wire. They're just so innovative because there's such um a a lack of stuff, a lack of um uh, money and you know to buy things you get more innovative and the innovation in Cape Town still astounds me. Mm. That's so interesting yeah. to hear because I I don't know a whole lot about Cape Town I've heard it's amazing but I never would have put creativity in Cape Town in the same sentence because I've, I've never heard somebody mention that yes, before. Yes it's, it's cool to very think diverse and it's uh, it's it's the most wonderful place. Unfortunately, I don't think it's the same now, but mm. was the most wonderful space in my early 20s to 30s, yeah. Yeah, so you think that would have been quite a pivotal 
part in your creativity, like nurturing your creativity? Absolutely. That's where I started doing art classes and that's where, um, uh, yeah, the, the, it was just such a trendy place that mm. nobody would think twice about anything. People were so innovative. It was um, just accepted that, in fact, you couldn't lie dormant. You had to be um, part of the scene it was just yeah. Got really exciting and yeah yeah that yeah. sounds great yeah that's really cool so looking back at your teenage self when you were in Zimbabwe and Cape Town do you have sort of one sentence or a few sentences that you would use to describe who Jackie was back then actually Jackie was a really shy reserved <laughs> girl who um, probably one of my biggest regret was as I was so reserved and incredibly shy I, I really didn't come into myself till I was 40. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have, I have no regrets. I, I had a great lifestyle. I, my hairdressing was very worldly. It was uh, meeting other hairdressers. And as you know, hairdressers are really exciting people. Mm. There, there, are, there is no right or wrong with hairdressers. You just put your head down and go for it. And <laughs> you know, we used to do some incredible, uh, we, I had a lovely salon in Cape Town. It used to be an old cigar factory, so as you walked oh, wow. in, it used to smell of the beautiful cigars. Yeah. It's now a Turkish restaurant, but um, <laughs> well. three of us opened that up, and it was the most uh, trendy place in Cape Town. We used to, there used to be a lot of antique shops below us, so we used to hire antique cars and get the people to dress the models, and we used to close off the streets and. The hairdressers would do the hair, the fashion designers would do the clothes, and the car sponsors would sponsor the cars. And we would, that, so it was like living large, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm really visualizing that right now. Yeah. What was the salon called? Babylon. Babylon. Where did that name come from? That was a name that we adopted. It was a salon before, and when we moved in, it was, um, they had put tap, snakes on the taps and <laughs> you used to lay down on beds to get your hair washed and it was oh, like wow. very, um, yeah, it was, it was extremely excessive. Yeah. So we had to tone it down to commercialise it ever so slightly. Right, make it a little bit more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. But those sort of things were really um, accepted and part of the trend of Cape Town. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You have to find some photos if you have any yeah. to show me. Yeah. yeah, that sounds really cool. So speaking about creativity again, do you have any artists or creative people that on the, are on the top of your mind that were really influential to you? Um, whether it be from you know the people who made those bags out of the electrical wiring or who stands out to you? Um, well, I mean, I, I admire all those kinds of innovative uh, artists and creators out there. I think for me, though, um, my biggest uh, pull, which made me feel like I could be an artist, was uh, the Successionists. When uh, there's and we've been to Vienna and went to the Succession Building, and it was just incredible. But Gustav Klimt was uh, one of the founder members of that, along with a few other artists. Um, and they used to do fine art, but they went through a phase where it was, I, I think it was sort of when um, the Industrial Re Revolution started, so you could start getting gold plating and, you know, industrial stuff. So where it was a place where fine art became decorative art. So Gust Gustav Klimt used to do a lot of decorative art on, in his next genre, and he used to 
get involved in a lot of the textiles while he was painting uh, figurines and and for that philosophy for me made me believe that because a lot of my art is quite decorative it's yeah. where I like to sit um, I don't like my art to be too uh, too um, bogged down with too much heavy meaning I do underpin everything that I paint because I feel that that prevents writer's block um, so every body of work I do has been thought of about an underpinning, mm -hmm. which enables me to do maybe eight or ten on the same genre. But um, I, um, I like mixed media, so uh, Rauschenberg is a big influence of mine at the moment. He, he'll just slap a screen print onto a beautiful piece of work and just screen print the work, and, and or he would paint a duvet and hang it up in a museum. So very much um, using what is available to you mm. is what I enjoy about art and creating right now. Yeah. Uh, Klein was also another one where I started looking at a lot of abstract, where he did a lot of collage and very masculine, heavy paint work over the collage. So um, those, are the, those are the people that I tend yeah. to get my inspiration from. Lots of very cool sounding people. I've yeah. not heard of a whole lot of them personally, yeah. but I'm sure you took some great inspiration from them. Again, I'm looking around at all of your art and I'm seeing the ways that you've incorporated different textiles and mediums and got sort of such a diverse style that sort of does come together, right? But it's sort of in its own way and you've got such diversity in your pieces. And when you say that you sort of underpin your, your art with like a theme or maybe a story, mm. can you give us an example of like a theme or a story uh, that you started with and then you created a few pieces, like an example of that kind of basis? Um, well, my latest body of work was called Back to Black and it was, it was uh, for me, it was all about communication. And, uh, you know, people said, why black, Jackie, why black? And um, because there was a, a young story <laughs> when uh, my folks had split up and I was 15 and my dad came to me and said, what colour do you want your room? I'll paint it any room that you want, you know, any colour you want. And I looked at him and I said, paint it black. And that was a metaphor for me saying, I'm not happy. Oh, wow. You know? So he paint, he, it went straight over his head and he painted my room black. <laughs> and it was the coolest room I'd ever had. So black for me is a very emotional response. Yeah. And uh, that's where this back to black, it was. I think it was a collection of 13 pieces, um, it came, and it was all about light reflection and it's communication, you know, reflecting on what you've said um, and how it could have been said and perhaps it's not what you said but it's more what you didn't say that yeah. gains more luminosity. Yeah. So that was how this installation started. It was like what isn't said, the negative spaces, became the positive spaces which are on the canvas. Wow. So, so it, it just was underlined by um, a moment in time that... Um, you know, that is mm. fun. It, it turned out to be quite a, a good progression. Absolutely, and that's so, such a powerful story too. And it's funny you say it just went over your dad's head. Yeah. You probably look back and think, oh, come on, you know, <laughs> you should have noticed. But yeah, well, that, and yeah. now you've taken something amazing from it. And I think the colour black, you know, it's very simple in its style. It's not demanding with lots of bright colours. And that's like you exactly. say, that's sort of the beauty in it is that it's subtle and it, you take what you will from it. Yes. It's very understated, but powerful in 
that sort of understatedness. Yes. Yeah. 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 But lastly, Jackie, after all of these awesome questions you've answered for me, um, is there anything else you would like us to know about Back Studio? Anything that's coming up? I know we touched on the workshops and everything. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about what kind of workshops are available? Or? Yes, sure. Um, we we do a workshop every second Saturday, and it, it's it's. It's really just exploded into something far greater than I ever thought it would. It's, um, we have some amazing people here from all walks of life. Uh, some of them have their masters in art, some of them are vets, some of them are architects, but they all have a major breakthrough here. And what I try to share with them is just exploring in the art world, playing with paint, having some playtime. There's no right or wrong and there's no expectations. And I'm recently reading a book, and it's called, um, I think it's, is it The Thinking Artist or The Artist's Way? And it talks about how important being creative and allowing yourself to have this space um, without any expectations actually unclutters your mind. And it can unblock what is ever inhibiting you to move forward. And that doesn't mean you have to be an artist to do that, because we all find blockages. But it's proving that being creative and actually allowing that to come out is unblocking a whole lot of other, you know, other things that could possibly you haven't recognized that are stopping you from. So from that aspect, I, I'm finding it um, extremely amazing, mm. extremely amazing. We're going to, we're, we're now looking at another Thursday evening class because that one is the Saturday is full um, but I would love that to be just the way back studio continues is with a lot of workshops and collaboration and sharing and breakthroughs and so the next thing we're looking forward to now is the Garden and Arts Festival which we're, we've been asked to be part of the um, art tour and we've already started working on that there two other people from my workshops that are actually um, helping me and we're coming up with installations and cash and carry arts. We're kind of catering for, uh, you know, people who are going to bus in and, and buy a little piece. So we're trying to keep the art affordable, um, but exciting. We want to create a really exciting stop yeah. for the Garden and Arts Festival. Nate. Yeah, I went um, on the bus with Jolene from The Breeze and Mark uh, last year or the year before, I think. So yeah. that was my first time doing the, the Garden and Arts Festival, which was really fun. Such a good idea, sort of showcases the different spots around around Tauranga and different it's artists' great. work. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know they did an art studio tour. I think they did, like you say, that was the first one yeah. two years ago. So, I mean, we're really flattered. Um, and it gives us something to get excited about. Yeah. It's always good having something to work towards, yeah. hey? with other people especially. Yeah. yeah. But we do, we do have a few artists who want to exhibit here, and they, there is a confusion that people think that Back Studio is an art gallery. It's a working art studio, so the space is open for artists who want to create an event and exhibit their work. Um, they need to man it, they, they have their opening night, and it's, the ones we've had have been extremely successful. Yeah. Um, and so the door is always open to those artists out there who are looking for a contemporary space and who have large work um, that this is going to, you know, this is, they are definitely welcome here.
Yeah, so the difference between the art gallery and sort of the exhibition space being that they are very hands-on. They don't just come and leave exactly. their art and expect you to sort yes. of take care of it and take care of inquiries about it. They sort of are very hands-on and they're there to interact with yes. potential buyers or people interested in their work. Absolutely. As well. Because I think the audience need to connect with the artist and the artists yeah. need to talk about their work. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sort of usually pretty busy in the background painting my own work and stuff. Um, so, it, it, and it works well, it works well. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, that's all that I have to ask of you today, Jackie. Thank you, so, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, it's been really amazing getting to know you even more. Thank so, you, it's been lovely to get to know you too. Yeah, and thank you again for letting us use your awesome space. It's a pleasure, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Cool. Brilliant. Well done. All good? <laughs>